From Paul's epistle to the Romans, we know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves. I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Ancient wisdom has recognized that life is perpetually lived in a threshold, or what some would call liminal time. The threshold between life and death, the threshold between seasons, the threshold in the midst of life's changing realities. Today, the church commemorates the threshold or the in-between time between the first coming of Christ, the incarnation or what we celebrate as Christmas, and Christ's second coming. The vision of the second coming is drawn in scripture and speaks of a time where there will be no more tears. The veil of death and fear will be no more. Where hatred will cease. Where people who were once enemies will become friends. Where the vision and mission statement of Christ who came will be re realized by each and every aspect of creation. But for now, we live in in-between or liminal times. We yearn or we groan for the future, but live reality in the present. Irish priest, philosopher, and poet John O'Donohue beautifully describes the in-between spaces and thresholds of our lives. He wrote, Within the grip of winter, it is almost impossible to imagine the spring. The gray parish landscape in shorn of color. For only bleakness meets the eye, and everything seems severe and edged. Winter is the oldest season. It has some quality of the absolute. Yet beneath the surface of winter, the miracle of spring is already in preparation. The cold is relenting. Seeds are waking up. Colors are beginning to imagine how they will return. Then imperceptibly, Somewhere, somehow, one bud opens up and the symphony of renewal is no longer reversible. From the black heart of winter, a miraculous, yes, a miraculous breathing, a plentitude of color emerges. A threshold is not a simple boundary. It is a frontier that divides two different territories, rhythms, and atmospheres. Indeed, it is a lovely testimony to the fullness and integrity of an experience or a stage of life that it manifests towards the end into a real frontier that cannot be crossed without the heart being passionately engaged and woken up. At this threshold, a great complexity of emotions come alive, if we were real. 
emotions like confusion, fear, excitement, sadness, and hope. Yes, the time has come to cross, and thresholds need not be a threat, but rather an invitation, a promise. For whatever comes in this great sacrament of life, blessing and invisible grace will always be with us. We merely need to trust. Advent is that time to reflect on our deepest groanings, our yearnings. In our yearnings, sometimes we as humans are driven to compensating what is meaningful to what is convenient. Oftentimes, we do not want to confront reality, and we enter into escapism because it is more convenient. We do this through a deep dive into video games, virtual reality, internet, another cup of coffee after the 13th, a sip from the bottle, looking for relationships in all the wrong places, rather than taking the time and effort to be in the threshold and enter the joys and, yes, pains of life in community. But the fact of the matter is that even when we try to escape, we are yearning, yearning for a future that is bold, beautiful, and harmonious. St. Paul offers us a poetic imagery about the yearning or the groaning of creation. He uses yearning through the birth pangs of groaning, for creation is yearning or groaning for a return, a return to the state of harmony. St. Mark in the Gospel today foretells the in-between or liminal time between the reality of Christ's coming and the second coming. He wrote, The sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. He writes this because in these liminal times, it's easy to escape. It's easy to give up hope. As the prophet Isaiah wrote in the first lesson, Oh, that you would tear the heavens and come down. And the psalmist writes, For my tears, you have given me tears of bread. Amidst this in-between liminality or threshold of life, how are we to live? How do we confront the tendency to escape from reality, to medicate ourselves, to inoculate ourselves? How do we deal with a sense of deep loneliness, hopelessness, feeling that we are not enough? How do we encounter the reality of a world gripped by war, internal national strife, poverty, and oppression? How do we deal with those very real groans, those pangs that we have? Beloved, perhaps it's bathing ourselves in ancient tradition, the tradition of acknowledging our yearning, coming to the sacred temple, 
to experience liminal time, a thin place. Recognizing the good news is that God is not distant from us. Reaffirming and recognizing that in the in-between times, the reality of God's love made real in Jesus helps us to look forward to a time when Christ will return. The in-between time of witnessing God's care to experiencing God's fullness in a vision of a new heaven and a new earth. Perhaps it is the invitation to say yes to God, move deeper and grow closer to God. So remember, God has been experienced in a myriad number of ways, as a cloud in the midst of a scorching sun, as a lit candle or a pillar of fire amidst darkness. God has been experienced crossing the dangerous seas of life when people felt that things are falling apart, that the whole world was caving in on them, or the revealing power of the Holy Spirit that continues to guide and sustain us. All of this and the reality of Christ's birth and coming again reveals to us a God who literally yearns, yearns to be in relationship with us. Now, how many of you sitting here remember the story of the prodigal son? If you do, raise your hand. If you don't, raise your hand. Okay. <laughs> what that story reveals to us is a God who yearns, who waits, who waits for the child no matter what that child did in the past and no matter what that child will do in the future. It also reveals the yearning of a child who discovered that the latest thing in life, the latest fad, could not satisfy his deepest yearning. Because of that yearning, he comes back to his father, who is yearning. So I leave you with this, in this in-between time. I leave you with the words of St. Paul in the epistle today. Remember, my beloved, my brothers and sisters, he will strengthen you to the end. God is faithful. God is faithful. Because I'm a teacher, I love to give homework. So I'm going to ask you this this week. Where do you need Christ? Where do you need God to show up in this liminal time? What is your deepest longing? I'm going to invite you to let your deepest longing to God, who hears and loves each and every one of you, and I also leave you these words from Father O'Donohue. Blessed be the yearning, the groaning, the longing that brought you here and quickens your soul. May you have courage to listen to the voice that disturbs you when you have settled for something safe. May you have the wisdom to enter generously into your own unease so that you can discover a new direction, a direction, a yearning that your life needs to take. For the God you long for longs for you. For the God you long for longs for you.